now transmitting the Mint Condition Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to episode number 270 of the Mink and Dish podcast right here on Podbean, Stitcher, Apple Podcast, YouTube, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast, that's where we are right now and forever. I am Scott the Bot Savage along with... Swayland. And... Joe. And this is going to be our retrospective of night one of WrestleMania 36. Night one, as of this recording, is in the books... And uh, it was an interesting show, to say the least. I don't think anyone... We, we had ideas, but we I don't think anyone truly knew. And anyone who gonna, said they did was a fucking liar. It was going to be awkward regardless. Yeah, but it wasn't as awkward as I thought it would be. No, 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 no. For, this, Matt, this night had... Let's just say night one had... It was better than it should have been. Way better than it should have been. Yeah, like, I was expecting this to be complete and utter trash. I was at least expecting, like, some decent matches. Because their Raws and SmackDowns... Because their their Raws and SmackDowns were... uh, Not good? When have they... When was the last time they actually were, though? They weren't good for, like, the stay-at-home, like, you know, like, it was just not good. They didn't do it right like AEW does. So I'm like, WrestleMania is going to be shit. Well, they, they definitely pull, did what AEW did in the right way, and they decided to, I don't know why they didn't think this right away, to film the fucking ramp way. Yeah. Eliminate the, if you don't, I, if you don't have a crowd, eliminate them. I think um, the performance centers, the, the thing that allowed them to do that, whether or not they could have, who knows, but I think well, being no, in the performance center, they're like, yeah, let's just do it this way. Because, I mean, it's smart, you know? Like, And I'm not just saying because AEW did it, but, like, you know, it, it, it's, it, you know it's something to look at. You've it been complaining takes, about this for years. It takes you – oh, I've always been, been one for, like, why not, why not the hard can be at the stage? You know, they work so hard to put it together and everything, and you rarely, you hardly see it. I remember it, the very particular time I wish they would have done it was when uh, Miz was wrestling, and it just had a giant picture of his face on the yeah. I remember I was like, why didn't they just show that the whole match? Yeah. Or like because... every Halloween Havoc from 1996 until the, until the end. It's because people are like, I mean, like, if someone's music hits, are you going to turn all the way around? What? <clears throat> like, if the hard cam was face, like, their back is towards the stage. Like, are they, like, if someone's music hits, you know, are they just supposed to turn all the way around? 
The audience or the camera? The camera. No, no, no. Like the, the the person in the rain cutting the promo. Well, they could always. They still can do multiple angles. I'm saying when they shoot the match. Oh, okay. When they shoot but, the match. I'm saying it should be that way, just so you know you get more out of the stage. That's true. That's just that's just my opinion. It just seems weird. They work so hard on on a stage, and then they hardly they don't show, want to show it. it. They, they don't want to show it. And especially with smaller crowds, you know, when there were crowds, you know, they weren't exactly selling out. It's a great way to hide the fact that <clears> you're not selling out. I mean, to be real, do they technically sell out? Because what, you WrestleMania? Know, because by law they can't have any uh, like gatherings. Well, they've reached capacity, so I <clears> guess in a yeah. way, yes. Holy in a way, yes. WrestleMania 36 sold out. They actually. Yeah, if they had more people, they get shut down. I mean, they they exceeded it because the cameraman, oh the sound people, there was obviously more than ten people in that room. Well, you know I they don't did. have all those people in the room all the time, right? I know that. Well, I think you mean the, the building production truck. <laughs> I mean, like in the building, like you have the set, like three or four cameramen. You have the two commentators, you have the referee, you have two wrestlers, you have Gronkowski and Mojo Raleigh up there. Who, by the way, uh, speaking of which, Gronkowski totally got that tiger jacket from the tiger that ate that bitch Carol Baskin's husband. He just dyed it blue so you couldn't recognize the tiger. <clears throat> that and then Mojo Raleigh got the scraps for his collar of his jacket. I that did watch bitch. that whole show, by the way. Oh, yeah, we all did. Okay. Wait, are we the whole show of WrestleMania Night One or the whole show of Tiger King? Tiger King. Okay, okay. Apparently, allegedly, um, there is going to be a bonus episode coming soon. Yes. Like, where uh, are they now? It's well, no, I, I don't. I, it's probably just going to be maybe like some shit went down that they they're like, fuck it, we're gonna don't tell well, nobody. We're gonna update it on the show. They did do, like, a Where Are They Now, like, at the end of the show. Like, I think they said December 2019, Doc Antle's place got raided. Yeah. yeah. He's a fucking creep. Well, apparently... They uh, all are! Well, no, 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 no. They're not all creeps. Uh, Joe Exotic is a, is a weird asshole. Carol Baskin is a husband-murdering uh, hypocrite. Yeah. Uh, Doc is a fucking creep. All together. Uh, who was the guy that who was the guy that Joe sold his uh who sold he sold the zoo to? Jeff Lowe. Jeff Lowe. Jeff Lowe's just an all around piece of shit. He has yeah. no redeeming qualities. Like, seriously, you don't like his affliction shirts? Huh? You don't like his affliction shirts? No, fuck his affliction shirts. The only the only people who are who are like as as far as I'm concerned were all around good people or at least for the story was Saf, the the guy who got his arm bitten off, yeah, uh, the guy who had no legs, Ranky, yeah, and and uh, the weird blonde guy with long hair and sunglasses. When they asked, how many how many wives do you think Doc has? Sure. I don't give a fuck how many wives he has. Yeah, he did say, I, he said, I don't give a fuck. He said, I don't Catholic. give a shit. I don't know, but like they were like the those three were like the only people I can like that they like th that they followed that I can specifically say like they were the good guys in this what, story. What about, what about the, the uh, campaign manager? Yeah. 
He was like, oh, wait, are you talking about, are you talking about the guy who talk like this? That guy? No, he was the, uh... Young guy, the one that saw the shot, the shooting. Yeah, the guy who saw the, the one husband shoot himself. Oh, him. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, he was good, he was a good guy. He was, he was one of the good guys. How about, uh, John? Which one was John? Oh, oh, the husband? He has four teeth, yeah. Um... He apparently was pissed off because uh, I I read some in a few places that he actually had dentures made and they didn't use any footage of him with dentures. I mean, would you? I mean, they just he literally recorded with no shirt. I know, but like, but like, they knew what they wanted out of him, and they probably like give me a two minute episode this 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 bonus episode of him being like got my teeth fixed. The end. I mean, that would have even been a nice touch for the special. You know, just, hey, I got his tattoo, quote-unquote, covered up. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's got pieces of it sticking out. I think there's going to be more. That was probably just the first first go and go around. But, um, but yeah, but I was going to say, the guy who was filming, like, the show, though, he's weird. Like, I don't think he's a bad guy. He's a neutral you know what he's I mean? A, he's a capitalist, Scott. He's he's a reality TV show producer. Well, if there's like, anybody like, more capitalist than that, I don't know. Well, no, but the thing is, he didn't seek out to do harm, but he was willing to let harm happen because it made good television. I mean, America television, you know? I'm a, you know, I made American television, and I can't change the pitch of my voice. Or uh, I can't, I can't. I can't help but talk like I got this weird winding sound like there's a drill going on when I say certain words. Uh, That's him. I like him, though. Before we move on, that guy, the informants. Yeah. I don't even know. I don't think he was even a a good guy. Even though he was was helpful and bringing Joe down, like, he's still a piece of shit and a a fucking felon. Did you see the jet ski? Did I see the fucking jet ski? <clears throat> but Why speaking, would you ask me that? I, I mean, want speak, that damn jet ski. But segueing, we have um, some bitch from Florida. Now we're in Florida. So, so we're going from some bitch in Florida to some show in Florida. Yes. That, of course, being WrestleMania 36 oh. Night 1 from the Performance Center, and according to Wikipedia, The Boneyard. Uh. It is officially, The Boneyard is an official location. I swear to God, if in 2K, if there is a WWE 2K21 and The Boneyard is not a place you can be from, I'm going to be very upset. Um, but we have the kickoff show, which we brought up that the kickoff show, we'll go through the kickoff show because I don't think Joe saw the kickoff show. I did not see the kickoff show because I respect myself. <clears throat> anyway, they do like this, uh, they do, um, like, a headquarters, like, kind of rundown. Like, they do for ESPN, all at, like, Sports Center and shit. Like, you know when they do the NFL halftime shows where they're, at, they're, they're all at that table and they ha- they'll have, like, a screen behind them with graphics, like, showing, like, the teams and stats and shit? Yeah. It's basically that. It was actually a nice touch. Like, yeah. I really hope going forward, pre-shows do do it this way. They it's, try. They try to do it like that on the other ones, where they have them like off to the side, 
and then like the rings like in the far background. Yeah, I don't like that. It's so got, fucking awkward. You still get that guy, that, that that one guy that walks up and stares at the camera and making faces. Yeah, like I just think it would be in their best interest. And the best part is you can tape it. So yeah. no one fucks up. Nobody says anything. Like, does that have to be live? I mean, they always fuck up during the kickoff show. Every no, the media, they, they, they say the name wrong or something. You know what I'm saying? If you tape you can, if you you can do it that it. way and tape it, you can just, when it's over, send it off to whoever's commentators. Bam, there you go. I saved a company. Uh, and then also on the kickoff show, uh, Drew Gulak and Cesaro had a match. It was pretty decent. It was only like, what, five? It was four minutes and 25 seconds, but like, it was. Good for uh, what it was. Drew Gulak was pretty, uh, pretty great on it, and uh, Cesaro wins, not with the neutralizer, not with the uppercut, but with the UFO spin. Yes. For those unaware, that is the no handed uh, uh, airplane spin reverse Death Valley driver. That he likes to do. Yeah, it's super cool looking. But that was it, the kickoff show. That's the kickoff show, everyone. It was, it, yeah, like, it was, I'll put it this way. It, I think it was as good a pre-show match as you could have without say, have, being able to say, that should have been on the main show. Yeah. I think it's fair to say, probably one of the better, pre, best pre-show matches you could ever ask for. Yeah. And it was the shortest kickoff show they've done in a while. So, I'm down. And also, CCW, CCW in the house for that match. Uh, and then we get the that we get Stephanie McMahon saying, we're doing this because we want to make WrestleMania unique. And you're like, fuck you, Stephanie McMahon. That's not yeah. Just say there's a pandemic. Just say there's a pandemic, not under the well, circumstances. I mean, I mean, they know... I mean, everyone knows what's going on. Yeah, I think I, they just don't want to say it that way because they don't want to, like... They want you to take your mind off of it. They don't want yeah, you to be thinking about it. She literally says, like, we want this to be, like, an entertaining distraction yeah. from from all the negativity that's going on right now. Yeah, the only corona they want you to think about is a beer. Yeah. So, what? then we have this epic... This what is somewhat it? epic... Lime? Sure. Extra. And then we have the, this epic. No, we have uh, the uh, America the Beautiful. Yeah, the comp- the America the Beautiful compilation. I thought was a really nice touch. M- musically, it was a little awkward sounding, but I thought it was a really nice, a wow. really nice thing to do. And, I thought it, it, it really did, showcased. And they picked like a lot of the better ones too. Oh my god, yes. And and, and because of this, I finally understood why. Um, uh, I mentioned this during the show. Uh, so there was a review that we read. I can't remember what it was for, but they did um, all the musical. They ranked all the musical guests, and when they got to Ray Charles through the entire review, they kept calling him Ray Chal. And I was wondering why they did that. And I figured out that when Vince McMahon introduces him, he refers to him as Ray Chal. Uh, <laughs> so that they, made me happy. Mm, also, well, Fantasia was the worst singer they had. Yeah. Ever. And they showed her when she was, like, really improv and I'm like, no. Ever. She was yeah. awful. Awful. And before anyone tells says, says, like, yo, dude, but that's, like, you know, you, you, that could, that's, like, racist slash sexist. Uh, no. Gladys Knight fucking killed it. Aretha Franklin fucking killed it. 
twice. I'm pretty sure Nicole Scherzinger. Scherzinger. Thank you. I'm sure she's not white, and she nailed it. So I don't want to hear it. Fantasia was just bad. I didn't like her on American Idol, and I still don't like her now. They didn't, they didn't show Reba, did they? Ariba? Reba. Reba McIntyre. You said Ariba. Yeah, they didn't show Ariba. <laughs> did Reba McIntyre sing? I believe so. At a WrestleMania, yeah. WrestleMania 6, maybe? Remember when we did the review of WrestleMania 11? Like, they show her in a recap. That wasn't six. It was not six. That was Goulet. I'm gonna figure. I'm, I'm gonna figure this out. Canada. Talk yourselves. And if I if I remember correctly, it, it was it might have been outside, but I, I don't know. I would have loved it if Rob, they cut the Robert Goulet singing uh, the Canadian national anthem just randomly, just throw off the rhythm. By the way, just um, cut it to Robert want... Goulet and it throws off any rhythm. Since you mentioned Robert Poulet, <laughs> I want to ask you guys this. Uh, I was listening to, I think it was on uh, something to wrestle, and Conrad asked a great question. So I'm going to ask you guys, what's your favorite Robert Goulet match? And then oh, we it cut. Was what happened when? Excuse me. Uh, and then we cut into uh, this epic slash I don't know what the fuck uh, package. Of oh, speaking of epic matches, it was WrestleMania 8. <clears throat> the one we all forgot. Yes. Uh, but yeah, we had this awesome, like, epic pirate thing, and then all of a sudden they're, they're rewinding, and then a UFO's behind Roman Reigns, and you're like, what the fuck is going on? It, I like, I really enjoyed it, and I thought it was really nice way <laughs> of them to, like kind of take the piss out of the situation because y'all know damn well if this went off without a hitch and coronavirus wasn't a thing it would not have we not would not have gotten what we got it would have been straight up fucking pirates yeah you know what i mean it would have been full-on epic badassery but we didn't get that because of the coronavirus and thunderstruck which is the lightning steam yeah it was just all together. I thought it was real a really nice way to get you hype, you know, kind of kind of loosen you up a little bit based on the perceived awkwardness that was, you know, that I think a lot of people were expecting with you know the empty arena, not quite knowing what the boneyard match was gonna be, you know. I also think this show benefited from no promos in the ring. All interviews, all talking by the wrestlers was pretty much done in the <clears> back, <throat> except for. Um, Stuff that had to do with matches as they were happening. So, I mean, all in all, like, I kind of forgot there wasn't a crowd sometimes. Which, I mean, if you can take, like I said, if you don't have a crowd, take it out of people's minds. It's still, like, really, like, it still was awkward for me at times. Because it's just weird to watch dead silent wrestling. But they had no, they had no, 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 wait, you go. They had no white noise. That's the problem. They had yeah, no there's, there's no ambient like sound. Yeah. So it's just dead quiet. And then you have the either announcer or like the workers like saying something or or making a noise in the ring. It is it is weird. But I mean, all in all like the the show is fine. It's just it still has that lingering like that was weird, wasn't it? Kind of feeling. <clears throat> Yeah, 
that's definitely fair. This show, the only problem with the show is like, I mean, that's an awesome moment. But what happens if it was live? You know, it's always going to have that asterisk on it. Unless, unless WWE like re-edits it with crowd noises. Can't wait for that to happen. I hope they do. It's going to happen in the next like recap whenever they talk about this WrestleMania. But one of the, the crowd was um, the boneyard match. But what I what I was gonna say was, um, I, one thing I do like about the silence is like you get to hear a lot of the trash talk and you actually understand what the fuck they're saying. Um, yeah. But to me, I have two schools of thought about your white balance or your um, white noise issue. Either a just fix that, or b here's what we do. During the matches, we had music play, like in the old like game, the video games, like the old SmackDown games. They're like everyone comes to the ring and you're and Michael Cole be like John Cena with the attitude adjustment. And we did not listen to the commentary because we were doing like a Skype call, watching it, so we did not watch it with commentary. So we can't comment on how Michael Cole and JBL did. And we might have enjoyed it better for it. Yes. I um I watched it with commentary. Oh yeah, you did, Joe. Yeah, because fuck you guys. Oh, you were sleeping. Um, no, I I watched it. They alternated. It wasn't just Michael Cole and JBL. It was also Tom and Byron. Um, and I'm trying to think if there's anybody else. I think that was it. They would alternate. Paying attention to commentary anyway, so you know, for me it wasn't a, it wasn't a big deal. Plus, I mean, <clears throat> how many people are really like you like yo fucking WWE commentary is a fucking banger? Who's saying um, that? nobody? J- JBL was really subdued for once. Well, um, yeah, because if he got as loud as he normally did in there, he drowned everything out. Yeah, he wasn't as bad as he normally is. Um, that was one. That was the one good thing. Probably took his edibles. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but yeah, no, you know what? You know what they did? They shot him with the tranquilizer dart like they did in Japan. The the show started with the women's tag team title match. This match was probably the, one of the most awkward ones. Because you have a pirate <laughs> team uh, that totally would have worked with one of the wrestlers, and that wrestler couldn't do it because they couldn't have a fucking pirate ship because it wouldn't fit in the goddamn performance center because of the goddamn coronavirus and that fucking bitch Carol Baskin. Uh, why why would you say this was awkward? I felt like the beginning. They were playing I, off. They were playing off as if there was a crowd. That makes sense. Like you had Oscar and Kari Singh kind of like looking at the crowd. That's what they were doing. They were in another world. But it's also instinct, too. I mean, that's kind of second nature to a wrestler. Well, that was just those two. I Uh, like, I was a Carol. (laughs) Carol Sane. Coming down the entrance, uh, Kari Sane looked like she did not want to be there. Yeah. She looked very, like, checked out. But when she was in the ring, she got back into it. Maybe it's just <clears throat> awkward for her. Yeah, Nikki Cross, she was like, I'm in on this. I, she was, let me put it this way. If anyone, if the other three women in this match were out of it for this match and not, not, not like, 
like hype for this match. Nikki Cross was hype and ready for all three of the other women in that match. She changed her outfits to match Alexa. Yeah. And I don't know when she started doing this unzipping the vest, kind of like Hulk, Hulk out deal. Yeah. This is the first time uh, Michael oh. pointed that out. Because Michael Cole was caught off guard. He like, was like, alright. Like, it should be a thing. Like, kinda it's like, just the, a like, It's kind of like the female equivalent of when guys, the re- guy wrestlers pull the straps down. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 I totally got it. But it's just really funny how awkward it made Michael Cole feel. Because like, oh. she does it and, like, screams. And then uh, Michael Cole's like, well, all right then. Uh, <laughs> I guess she's pumped up. <laughs> and I'm pumped up, too. But when I said awkward, I meant, like, I think it got less awkward as the night went on. Like, everybody was kind of figuring it out, you know? Yeah. Like, I feel like once you get to, like, the Daniel Bryan, Sami Zayn match, it starts getting more clicking i guess yeah well remember also you're dealing with wrestlemania matches you're dealing with pay-per-view matches you know you're not dealing with like a raw match that could be over that's probably going to be over in like two minutes other than certain other matches but i like to to point out um with starting with the women's tag match like i don't know if they did this on purpose or if it's just when we normally get the regular noise, it gets drowned out. Like you're hearing like, uh, like Japanese puro, like sounds with like the chops and the punches. Joshi. Just, yeah. Well, not just, not Joshi, but like just the, the full on like contact that you're hearing. And that's the other thing is like, you don't have a lot of that other noise to like, to like mask it. Here it, is. it sounds more strong style, like yeah, w- without the crowd noise. It's and almost like a Japan like, show. Yeah, you're like, holy shit! Like these people are really hitting each other. And Wade brought up a really good point while we were watching the whole show. No what chant? No one, two, sweet. No, no boring. Ten, ten, ten. No CM Punk. Yeah. So. I mean, that was good. You know, there there were there are definitely I think the positives definitely outweigh the negatives. There was no we want tables. Yeah. Which is by far the worst chant. But as for this match, um, I, I mean, I like the match. I don't think there was a bad match on the entire card. Um, Nikki and Alexa get the win and they regain the women's titles. They're the first multi-time women's tag team champion since the introduction of this belt. This specific ha- version of the title. What happened to the Iconics? They're, uh, they had to go back to their home planet, and they died on the way. Did they? Did they? Did Carol feed them to the tigers too? No, just one of the eyes. <laughs> I I just have this weird feeling that they're in Australia and then got stuck, or they're somewhere are- else. They're somewhere where they can't leave because of the corona, or. They just had nothing for him. But WWE has nothing for a lot of people. They still put them on TV. I mean, you said there was, Scott, you said there was not a bad match on the card. Well, you're lying there because there was Elias versus King Corbin. It wasn't oh. a bad match. Before that, the Iconics. It was not bad. 
Watch out. I said the Iconics can show up tomorrow night. That's true. Because the... <clears throat> there's or, no or, or, or Friday what, if they're on SmackDown. Because I don't I, even know what show they're on. I feel like if they do the Raw after Mania, it, like, it, make a big it, deal of it, they should have a beach ball thrown in somehow. Well, no, it doesn't matter what show they're on. I mean, they could show up tonight on WrestleMania Night 2. Oh, 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 oh. I'm, I'm thinking fucking Raw, Raw's tonight for some reason. God damn, mm. this tonight thing has me... It's WrestleMania Night crazy. 1 last night, Scott. Yeah, god damn it. Fuck you. Uh, <clears throat> but, um, uh, but yeah, like, I'm just saying, there's other people on there who have nothing to do, and they're still on television. I don't think that's an excuse any... It should be an excuse anymore. But Elias and King Corp, I think it's because I just don't give up fuck of this match see and see maybe it's because i benefited from a long period of just not watching raw or smackdown because i actually enjoyed it i didn't love it i thought it was a serviceable match it wasn't anything to, it wasn't it was better than a raw a average raw match i'll put it, it should, that way I, should not been 10 minutes. but it had it had its little it had its little bells and whistles it had its own little things that set it apart uh I, I thought it was a fine match. I got nothing. Ag- I got nothing bad to say about it. I mean, everybody fucked up. You could say it's serviceable. I I don't. I think it's easily the worst match of night one. I'll yeah. say the weakest. I won't say worst. I'll say the weakest match. I, I, that I will. Ag- well, no, no. I'm not even gonna say that. I'm not even gonna say that. Well, you know what? I'll say it. This match of the night. I'll, I'll say it. I this can't wait to prove you wrong, Scott. You yeah. go ahead, and I know you but, know what match I think was the weakest. I don't, but uh, I'll I, I'll I destroy do. your argument anyway. Um, but this match, there's no argument to destroy. If you disagree with me, I don't. I'm okay with it. There, there. This match just. I like. I haven't watched any WWE. In well over a year. And, like, everything, like, I got caught up on, like, video packages for WrestleMania. Yeah. As, as did I. And and from what I've heard, Corbin really wasn't feuding with Elias until, like, two weeks ago. Well, and really, they had it's... that SmackDown where he throws him from that balcony. Well, he's, 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 he's okay for WrestleMania. Roman. If I remember correctly, I don't think he's had an actual feud since the one with Roman Reigns ended. I well, guess. The Royal, the Royal, when Reigns ended, like, what? Close to Elimination Chamber? A little after Royal Rumble? Yeah, something like that. He hasn't any... Not even, like, a micro-feud. Like, not even anything to, like, you know, progress him a little bit. They well, just went right into, like, so, Elias as a feud. So, like... Tell. The, the quote-unquote heat of this match is, is almost all focused on... Well, he just did an attempted murder on Elias on SmackDown eight days ago. And I don't know. It just... There wasn't enough meat on that bone. You know what I mean? Like, for a story. I definitely... To make it, to make it a, a very interesting match. The match itself was is fine. Like, it, it follows the formula a little bit. Um... Don't know how I feel about, like, is Elias a babyface? Because, like, last I yes. saw, they were both heels. Everyone's and, a babyface when they fight Baron Corbin. And Baron Corbin, I have to admit, was 
uh, a lot more interesting with his trash talk. Like, how constant it is, and, like, how, like, I, I... He's he has awareness of what's, of the situation. He can read the room, even when there's no one there. Yeah, I liked his heel work, basically, post-entrance. Um, once he's in the ring, and, like, he does his promo, and, like, you're gonna count him out, like, from that point on, like, I was like, okay, he's a lot better now. (laughs) Yeah. And I also remember remarking to myself, like, wow, what a difference, like, shaving his head and wearing a t-shirt helps. Yeah, wearing gear. gear. Having actual gear. Like, I just remember back in the day, I was like, that dude (laughs) needs a t-shirt and to shave his head. (laughs) Oh, this is before he was Constable Corbin. Oh, God, I forgot about Constable Corbin. Never forget about Constable Corbin. But, yeah, no, I, um... I got not, like I said, I have nothing bad to say about the match. It might as, regardless of what happened, you know, leading into this, it might as well have been a cold match, which we're getting another cold match on the next show, Alistair Black versus uh, Bobby Lashley, which mean, which I think is great, is a great thing to have two black men wrestle each other at WrestleMania. Anyway. Ah, fuck you! That was fucking classic! How dare you! Because uh, Alistair because... Black, whose last name is Black, and then you got Bobby Lashley, who, well, you know. Scott, there it is. Scott, that wasn't classic. Neither was the next match. Becky Lynch versus uh, Shayna Baszler for Wait, the women's title. We still didn't tell the people who won the match. Oh, Elias won. I don't even remember how he won. Uh, he pulls... so, no, no, no. He had the neckbreaker. Um, no. No, he didn't. Didn't he? <laughs> the, uh, Corbin goes to pin Elias and uses the ropes. The ref catches him. Oh, yeah. And she stops it. And then oh, Elias and then he rubs up the tights. And grabs his tights. Yeah. And, remember, like, loses, and Corbin's like, what the fuck? Sorry, I do, I just, his, that neckbreaker looks so good when he does it. I do remember that because I was like... I was like, Baron Corbin's belt looks really ragged. That's all I remember. But yeah, the next match was like the women's title, which I was pumped for, and it was a big old letdown. Really? Really? A letdown? I wouldn't say it was a letdown. Was it a letdown because the match was bad, or the person you wanted or thought would win didn't win? I thought it went too short. I mean, here's the thing. The women's tag match went 15 minutes. This one barely went 8 minutes. Okay. Well, remember, you're also dealing with a three-hour show. Also, hate. I it's done to death. I get it. Brett and Roddy Piper did it. I get it. That finish. Stop it. Just, just stop the finish. Stop doing it. A, a perfectly logical finish. Oh, it, it's. I've seen it like three times at WrestleMania. Like it's like I get. You know what? what? The- How about this? How about this? Let's just get rid of the backslide. You can't top Kerry Von Erich pinning Ric Flair for the NWA world title. Uh, let's retire. I don't know. Oh, let's retire turning over the figure four because when you turn Ric Flair over, no one sells it. Scott, how many times has Samoa Joe fell for this one? I've seen him fall for it three times in WWE. I mean, Austin fell for it. Yeah. I'm just saying. Like, fell for it. Done it to death. Oh, my God. I just realized. So Brett did it beat Piper with it. 
Austin beat Brett with that same finish, and then Rock had beat him with that finish. How crazy is that? I don't know. I just wasn't he was getting beat with the finish that they beat it with. Wasn't, it wasn't as bad as Elias and uh, Corbin as it was. It's like no heat. That was not. All the heat bad. was on uh, Shayna Baszler's outfit because it was burning red. It wasn't as bad as the Universal Title match. I just said it was. It was a seasonable match, but it felt like a match that, like, this is like they're not giving it everything because they're saving it for a future match, it seems. And maybe they are. Maybe no. that's why Shayna Baszler lost. Yeah. Maybe the yeah, reason uh, Shayna Baszler lost is to give her more hatred and motivation against Becky Lynch. I'm not going to totally attack the ending uh, of who won because I feel like on Raw, Shayna's going to fucking murder her. Just saying, if I may quote Bruce Pritchard, we're telling a story. But the problem is, I've watched Raw and SmackDown. They don't tell stories. They just yeah. say... They but WrestleMania, they do. WrestleMania is where feuds die and when they and when they ignite. They're igniting a feud. Um, That I think could go to SummerSlam, but that's me. Yeah, I wasn't... I wasn't let down by the match. I was surprised. I was definitely surprised. I totally thought Shayna Baszler was going to come in and in even less time beat Becky Lynch. Yeah, that's what I thought. I I thought that's where the story would would be, is Becky has been on top for, you know, a year from WrestleMania to WrestleMania. Yeah. Officially a full year on the 8th. New threat... Another MMA threat, uh, threat comes in and just demolishes her, and then you would build through the summer. Becky soul searching, trying to figure out if she can get back on top. Yeah. That's where I thought that story was going to go, and the fact that Becky survives, I'm a little surprised, and I don't know where they're going. And look uh, at this way. Shayna with her finish or anything. Huh? I think what well, I think Shayna with her finish. She used Shayna's own momentum against her. And I think, well, her. I, think well, it's my, just, I don't know where they go besides Shayna gets even more mad and attacks Becky. Like I'm I'm just not sure where they go from here. I think my biggest issue I'm is down. I'm just I, I think it's it was not where I thought it was going to go at all. I think I had bigger expectations for this because the year before, the women, the Raw Women's Title is the main event, and they get like twenty five minutes. Here they barely even get. It says on Wikipedia, eight, they get eight minutes and thirty seconds. But wait, we get women's matches in Saudi Arabia now. <clears throat> they don't have to main event anymore. But like, I'm sorry, Becky Lynch was your hottest face, and she gets eight minutes at WrestleMania. Well, also remember, Wade, they've got the Boneyard match, which is at a set time. They cannot go over, they really can't go over the time in order to be able to put on the main event of the show. So there's also Drew Galloway versus Brock, which is, I would argue, as big as Becky versus Shayna. No, yeah, I agree. So I'm just saying, like, the women's title match, the women's tag title match was 15 minutes. Uh, you could shave some time off that. Elias, that yeah. match did not have to be nine minutes long. 
the women need to have that match, period. Especially really need to have Elias Baron Corbin anyway. Especially if it ends in a roll-up. You could have done that in three minutes. But yeah. Yeah, but then but then if you do but if you do a roll up in three minutes, that then that's just gonna make Baron Corbin look weak. Yeah, I just know. I, I know. I was. I think I just had higher expectations for the match. If they're gonna continue the feud, great. They have to because Becky has no one to feud with. Well, we also yeah. didn't know. Remember, we also didn't know like how long the show was going to be. We didn't know like we didn't know what to expect from anything. We didn't know. You know, we didn't know what the Boneyard match was gonna be. We didn't know. You know the situ- stipula- potential stipulations for other matches. You know, timing is always a, a concern. Maybe they were supposed to go longer. Maybe they couldn't go longer. You know, you know. I mean, there's a lot of variables that uh, go that go into a show like this, and it's WrestleMania. So, like, they really are trying not to like, you know, go too about, far. And and they had them. that uh, triple threat ladder match, which you never know how that's going to go. Yeah. Oh, I fucking love that match. Well, we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get Wasn't there. that the next match? No. We have the Intercontinental title match next. Forgot about that one. Uh, this was a fun one. This was, it's just, this is one of the main ones I was like, it sucks that they're wrestling the no crowd, that these two guys, former Elgin Erica, former Brian Danielson, having a WrestleMania match. That's He's huge. He's still technically Brian Danielson on his driver. <clears throat> I know. I'm just saying, like, and it's still having, Erico and his driver's license. We're still we're having this match that could have been like, oh my god, can you imagine that they're having a match at WrestleMania? To know Nakamura, bunch of CZW boys, and Nakamura is there with Cesaro. Like, this is like an awesome, like, kind of smorgasbord of like wrestlers. It's like basically like your dream Ring of Honor <laughs> match. Yeah, and, uh, and it's on WrestleMania. It sucks there's no crowd, but like I said, every match has an asterisk with that. It sucks well, with the crowd. And not only that, but I think it helped a little bit with this match, considering the nature of how Sammy sells and like the the kind of like trash talk he does, combined with like the begging and shit. And you can actually hear what he's saying, and it kind of makes him <clears> an <throat> even bigger piece of shit and a bigger slimy like little turd. Like I like I said, there there are some upsides to it. You no, know, I I think I like what Sammy's doing. I like this and match it, a lot. But I think what I think what made this match feel a little weird for me, not bad, just weird, was because Daniel Bryan's a very play to the crowd kind of guy. You know, he's always feeding off the energy of the crowd. <clears throat> he's motioning to them. He's signaling this and that. When he doesn't have a crowd to do that with, <clears throat> he wrestles differently, and it doesn't. It feels he, like not wrong it just it, feels weird it reminded me of heel brian danielson yes of honor quite a bit that, i got like, five away from being wrestling. Long. and yeah that was yeah but yeah no i i like i said i enjoyed this match um you talk about a match that i was i really thought they were gonna sammy Zayn was gonna lose the title already i really did I thought there's no way they're going to – it took him this long to get a main roster belt. Watch him take it off him. And then – I think they they feel like – I appreciate that. I think they feel like he's given it – the gimmick a little bit of legs. He's the best manager they've had in years. And uh, And he wrestles too. This is the first time I've seen that new belt. I don't like it. I thought it was – I don't hate it, but I don't like it either. 
It just looks like a re- weird, like, either NXT championship or an Impact championship. I actually didn't mind it. I, I thought they could have... I've... Oh, I know they could have made a worse belt. Well, yeah, they could have just made it look like the the World Universal title. Yeah. But, uh... But, yeah, no, it's the first time I've seen that belt. It was interesting looking. But I, I did like the match. I liked... And it's not like a, um, it's not the match you would expect from like a Sami Zayn Brian Danielson like pairing, but yeah. it works for the story they're telling, and the fact that like Sammy like gets the one move in and that's how he wins. And it, it was a really out of nowhere move. It was that Haluva kick. Yeah. From when Daniel was doing the uh, the dive. Yep. It came so quick. I had to watch the replay. I missed it. That's how quick it was. Yeah, you had to go get some. You had to get ice cream. You had to go get no, the I ice take, cream. Uh, I think I was taking a shit at that point. Oh yeah, because something happened. Yeah, something happened, and he sneezed. He's like, oh god. Yeah, you know when you like when you got a shit and you sneeze and you almost shit yourself. Yeah. Well, that's what happened. But the next match. I fucking love this match. The next match was the ladder match. This was the second best match of the night, in my opinion. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. But Scott, but Scott, how are they wrestling for the tag team titles? Fuck you, everybody on Twitter who doesn't pay <laughs> attention. Yeah, so, Joe, I was checking Twitter here and there throughout the show, and I can't tell you how many people were like, how is this just for the tag titles when there's a, it's a single triple threat match? And like, it's like, and it wasn't even like something that like you had to go to the dirt sheets, the quote unquote dirt sheets. You didn't have to go to like some, you know, outside of wrestling source. You literally just had to go to WWE.com and they would tell you it's a triple threat with a, a representative from each team because the Miz is fucking sick. They told right. you. If you didn't bother to, to, to learn that fact that's been known for, like, a week now, that's your problem, not mine. Yeah. The match was but, cool. Oh, the <laughs> match was cool as shit. Yeah. And they picked the right guys. They picked the absolute right guys from each team. They picked John Mor- Well, John Morrison had to be there <coughs> because Miz was sick. Uh, Kofi, you know because he's a high flyer, he lends himself better to these kinds of matches, and they picked the right Uso, whichever yeah. fucking Uso it was. I think it was Jimmy. Either way, it started with a J, and yeah. ended in a Uso. And, yeah, and it was just... him flattening Kofi's face like a pancake. Boy! <laughs> Bye! That was fucking good. Well, you heard, well, you heard Kofi, like, talking shit to him. Like, he, Kofi did something to him on the outside. He was talking about it. I got to take you out. Kid. Yeah, he's like, I smash your face like a pancake. This is the second match. Second place match of the best trash talk during the match. We have not gotten to the best trash talk match. Yeah, the tra- yeah. Let's, just, let's just say right now. The trash talk game of night one was strong. Yes. I don't think that's what the lack of crowd noise is helping with. The trash talk went ranged from okay to the greatest fucking trash talk in the history. Two, two. Do you want a shovel? (laughs) Well, I well the the other problem was you don't know what Oscar or Kyrie were saying to uh to Alexa and Nikki some of the times. 
that makes it even better. It's like it's all in general. You. It's like fuck you. We hate you so much. We're not even gonna say it in a way. We're not even gonna say things you understand. I fucking love it. But yeah, this match was was pretty off the chain. Ball yeah. to the walls. You got, tightrope, you got a tightrope into a walk into a Spanish fly. You got one of the Usos falling straight to hell off of a fucking ladder. The aforementioned flattening of Kofi's face like a pancake. You had oh, oh Kofi going between the ladder. Oh yeah. yeah, he went underneath the ladder. <clears throat> he, like, oh, springboard into the Hurricane Rana off the ladder. Yes. Um. That, that fucking dropkick, I think he did it to John Morrison off the ladder that just looked like he just completely smashed Morrison's face. Like, if he hit him with oh, the glass, he, if Morrison was wearing his glasses, the, sunglasses, was, this fucker would have broken. I, I didn't know if it was a dropkick or, like, a stomp, like a chest stomp. That's what it looked like. It looked like they wanted to do a chest stomp, but, like... It had to change midair, dude. Because kind of like you know when you're in the, when you're playing the WWE game and you go to do a frog splash, but if the guy's kept already getting up, it automatically just turns into a crossbody. That's basically what happened there. The game just decided, oh, he's getting up. Fuck it, we're not doing that move. It's another yeah. move. Now. Like it was a really fun, energetic match. And I the mean, finish. Oh my god, creative finish. finish. Yeah, it was a create that now that. Is a finish I haven't seen. It's like, it's the finish that you always thought, why has this never happened? You always well, imagine, like, it's this next ladder match is going to be the ladder match that happens, and it finally happened. Well, I did mention it does happen in the Ultimate X match where the X just keeps falling. Yeah. But that's due to technical <laughs> difficulties. Does not count. But I'm saying, like, when I played with my figures, like, that was a finish that I would act out. I'm not saying I invented it. I I've talked with a lot of my friends back in the day about like, yo, but like, what if they both grab the belt? Like, what do they do? Like a tug of war? Whoever gets it first, you yeah, know. I, the only other time I can think of something close was uh, was it Jericho and Benoit, where they were like seesawing off the ladder. Yeah. Both holding onto the belt, belt and, and like practically falling off the ladder. Yeah. Yeah. Ladder matches are fucking awesome, are they not? Yeah, so John Morrison wins by holding on to the belts and then get headbutted and then he still holds on to the belts and they fall off the thing. What's the thing? What's it called, Scott? Oh my god. Joe, what is that thing called? What the holder? It's, yeah. Yeah, it has a name. It has a funny like name. Well, there's a carabiner that carabiner. It holds the holder to the thing. Carabiner is the word I was the thinking. Holder. I don't know. Every time someone pulls off, they always call it the the thing that holds the belt the carabiner. Whether or not that's true, that's just what they call it. Yeah, the carabiner. Yeah, they know, the, uh, so everyone goes and grabs the fucking shit, and then like they're all tug of war, and John Morrison's like, "Bye, suckers," <clears> and he pulls the belts off. It takes a flat back bump right on a ladder. It would have been better if it was Carlito Carabiner Cool. Okay, so this show is now officially just hosted by Scott the Bot Savage and Joe. <clears throat> See, I'm Joe. hanging up. I'm hanging up. Wade's out of here. Uh, yeah, oh. no, I fucking love this match. Like This oh. is one of the better ladder matches they've done in a long time. There was ten. There was, it says here there was only nine matches, but there were ten. 
there was a 24-7 match. You mean you mean Rob Gronkowski with the worst elbow smash you've ever fucking <laughs> seen? That was called the Gronk smash. I thought he was tickling him, yo. But, uh, yeah, he goes to pin our truth Mojo Rawley and his weird-ass jacket was like, no, I'm going to do that. And then he pins him. So, like, so Mojo's the champion. I wonder if there's going to be any tension between Mojo and Gronk tomorrow or, uh, for, for night two. Yeah. Probably. That's probably going to be the first opponent. Maybe, or, or maybe we get Rob- a football stable with, uh, with Mojo Rawley, Rob Gronkowski as, like, their mouthpiece or whatever, and fucking uh, Riddick Moss. No, Riddick Moss turned on Mojo Rawley. Yeah, I, but it's WWE. No, They'll uh, just bring him back and pretend we didn't notice. I bet Rob, Rob Gronkowski is the 24-7 champ before tomorrow night's over. Uh, my only issue is, like, <clears throat> I, I, mean, I, I think it's a funny, like, it, like small joke. A subtle joke that R-Truth was at the show. Even though, like, because of the pandemic and everyone has to stay at home, it's the perfect time to be 24-7 champion. Just stay home. No, dude. He goes to get something out of the No, no. Here's what ha- what they should have done if he stayed at home. They should have had him go to uh, get something off the off the top of the fridge, and then the fridge falls on him, and then a referee shows up out of nowhere and pins him one, two, three, <laughs> and the fridge becomes a 24-7 champion, and it's basically the DDT Ironman Heavy Metalweight Championship, but, like, the WWE version, and that would make me so happy. I mean, it's essentially what it is. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, it shouldn't just be limited to humans. Everyone should be, anything should be able to win this belt. So, like, if he goes to sleep underneath covers, is his blanket the 24-7 champion? Only if there's a ref present. Oh, my God. (laughs) What if he has three pillows that are referee-striped, the blanket has him covered, and the pillows fall? One, two, three. There you go. I just wrote a finish. Dusty, so the next, the next Dusty Rhodes. So the next match, well, it's actually two matches because it gets restarted as a new DQ match. Well, uh, Kevin Owens, still the same match. Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins. The Messiah. And holy shit, Heaven's Gate, motherfucker! This dude comes out with full-on cult robe. Yeah, I thought it was Jared Leto for a second. <laughs> I, I, I loved it. I think he didn't go far enough with it. You know what's like, funny? I, like, seeing this after seeing, like, CM Punk do the Straight Edge Society thing, I'm just like, really? Like, we're doing this again? JBL calling himself a wrestling god? Like, it just makes me think, like, because he came out as a messiah, do you, like, it makes you think about oh, the overarching thought of, who was supposed to have a special entrance at WrestleMania? Was he supposed to be like, I don't know, like people carrying him, you know, like like on a throne? Well, no, if he was the, if he was the Monday Night Messiah, he'd come down on a fucking cross, but it'll be a cross fit. Yeah, like I'm just saying, like there's a lot of like who would I mean, obviously the Fiend would probably have a cool entrance. An Undertaker. Yeah. I really do think Kyrie Sane and Asuka were going to. 
And Raymus, if Rey Mysterio was going to be on the show, I I assume he's going to be fired out of a cannon through the, <laughs> the pirate ship. Oh, that'd be great. It'd be like, Who's that? Oh, Booyaka. I love it. I love it, Moggle. It's twerking. Uh, but yeah, this match was just a brawl. Yeah, it was. It was a great brawl, though. Um, lot of lot of great action. The fucking pop up power bomb. I don't know when he started doing the fucking sit out version, but I like it. Thank God this did not end as the original ending of the DQ with the bell. That would have been like, what the fuck? Because these guys have been feuding since fucking December. Yeah, like in a sense, I wouldn't have been. I wouldn't have been upset. I would have felt a little let down, but I also know that like regardless of who won or who lost and how, I still don't think the feud's over. Oh god, I hope it is. It went on way too long with this feud. <clears throat> um well, but, sit back, it's gonna be longer. I but they haven't been doing a bad job with it. Now we were watching this on Skype with Gary, who's been who's a friend of the pod. Uh we were in a delay. Like, he was a, a couple seconds ahead, I was in the middle, Scott was a couple seconds behind me. Yeah. And when Kevin Owens gets hit with the chair... Oh my god, I had to hear the sound... I had to hear the sound of Kevin Owens get hit with that chair six fucking times. One for right. each of our screens, and then one one more time from each screen for the fucking replay. Ah! 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 Same also goes for when Ke- Kevin Owens did the big-ass dive. I had to hear Seth Rollins' weird, like, s- weird, like, pain gurgles. Yeah. Oh. Can-, can we just agree? Seth Rollins could sell a ketchup popsicle to a woman in white gloves. Yeah, Kevin Owens jumps off that pirate shit. It was actually a, a-, a flag. Whatever. It jumps no, no, off no. The- they called it a pirate ship, too. But I'm like, it's just the flag. Just off the flag, and you're like, "Oh shit!" Now, is that the WrestleMania sign that they've been putting up? They were putting up in arenas, or was that a whole nother WrestleMania sign? I think it's, I think it's the sign. Because I will say that was a clever use of it. Whether or not whether or not someone jumped off it, you know, I still think it was a nice use of it. However, I think Shane McMahon died, was watching and died a little bit when he saw Kevin Owens do it. And realize like, uh, I'm not the only high jumpy man anymore. I love how it's I like the ending where he like actually does the thing that Seth Rollins off the flagship, whatever. He throws Seth back in the ring, gives him a stunner, and that's it. I mean, yeah, what else do you need to do? The I only way that, that finish could have been any more indie wrestling is if it ended with a clothesline after that. Yeah. But hopefully the feud is over and Seth Rollins can go feud with someone else. But but the thing is, is like he didn't really need to do this. To me, it felt more like a you know like an exclamation point rather than something he felt he needed to do. You know what I mean? Felt like like that last like fuck you, dude. I'm done with your Messiah ass. Now we move on to the longest match. The greatest match. Possibly, oh, my God. Possibly the best Universal title match I've ever seen. Oh, God. This fucking match. You talk about, like, bad or worse or whatever. Okay. Okay. I'll admit, Elias and Baron Corbin had no heat. 
This match had no heat either. Their match was a little more back and forth, had actual psychology. This match had none of it. This match was literally Goldberg and Braun Strowman had all their finishers saved up from the beginning of the match, spammed, and won. Okay? There was no and, and like there was nothing in this match. That's a Goldberg match. I don't care if it's a Goldberg match, because this is also mm. what a Brock Lesnar match usually is, too. And I so it's one of those things where I can't like I'm not gonna hold hold it against Goldberg. I'm holding against WWE because it seems like if you wrestle the if you wrestle fucking Goro or Kentaro in Goldberg and Brock Lesnar, it's like a fin it's finisher fest. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like Mortal Kombat. You gotta spam Raiden's electricity or the fireball or shit. You know, and it's like that's not fucking wrestling. There's no drama in it. It just literally comes off like. We got to get this match over with before this old man fucking croaks. I mean, fucking Goldberg did three speeders was already gassed. He was gassed on his entrance. I don't know why he still thinks that hailing the smoke is a good idea at his age. He looks old as shit with his beard all white. I liked his big bushy beard. That was one of the things I liked about Goldberg in this match. Other than the fact that he lost. I love well, hopefully, that. Hopefully they learn. Just stop with Goldberg, man. Just stop. Yeah. So basically, if you want to save if, if you want to save some time, here's here's the match. What time? It's two minutes. Three speed. Well, yeah, but you never know. But they might want you know they might be in crunch time to get ready. Uh, three spears from Goldberg, kick out from uh from Strowman. Oh, hits it with another spear. Strowman recovers. Four power slams in a row. The fourth one, I believe, he did like a spinny round jump. Yeah. Power yeah. Slam. It was a and running Goldberg power slam. Win. That was, was that was a shitty match, but it resulted in Braun Strowman finally winning the Universal title. He should have won it when he fought Brock the first time. He should have won it. Three years ago. In, two, in 2017. And look, I know everyone's going online and say, he's just got the belt until Roman comes back. You know what? Fuck it. If he's only got the belt until Roman gets back, I'm a fucking treasure this. And this is my. If he loses the belt on Raw. I am going to treasure the, uh-huh. the moment he, from the moment he won it till Monday night when he loses that belt I, or Friday night, whatever. The fact of the matter is I'm treasuring it while we got it. I just need like, you know, an active wrestler to be the champion. I and just want two. Hopefully we'll get two. I just want Braun Strowman and Nicholas versus Goldberg and whatever the fuck his son's name is. That's all I want. Um, I will look that up. Is it Gage? Is it Gage? I think it's Gage or some stupid name like that. That's not an insult to people named. You're right. His name is Gage AJ Goldberg. AJ? Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. Wade, it's still not as weird as Stan Hansen naming his son Shaver. Or how Tyus O'Neil kisses his son on the lips. Oh, that was a joke because I know it pisses you off, Scott. It, no, it doesn't piss me off. Like it was like at first, it's like it's not that weird, and now it's just like oh, damn. No, no, because you slip it in at the right moment. It's good. Ah, uh, I like it. But um, but that ends up into our main event. The greatest is, match in the history of Wrestle Fucking Mania. This. Also, I love how people are like, they should thank Matt Hardy for this. I'm like, did everyone forget about the Boiler Room Brawl matches? Hollywood Backlot Brawl. 
Right. Like, did everyone forget these matches? I think because Matt I, Hardy I think, showed up. I mean, I will say this. I think Matt Hardy took what what had come before him and made it his own. Like, it did. Uh, here's the thing. It didn't feel like a final deletion. It yeah. That mostly because the Undertaker's gimmick works to where you can do, you can have like the pyro and shit and what have you. It felt like, like an Undertaker match. Threw over the top. Uh, for teleportation. I saw that and I was like, guys, like the Boiler Room Brawl from SummerSlam '96 was the bomb. Uh, but it made me feel like this felt like that match where it was an Undertaker match where it was. Yeah. Brawl. Absolutely. It, and it was basically, a, for those unaware, it was basically a buried alive match, but in an actual Galdern cemetery. Yeah. <clears throat> and AJ Styles showed up with uh, the bait and switch casket, and then fucking Undertaker is like, just riding through like the highway or whatever. With fucking Metallica. Not to Roland. Because here's the thing I'm pretty sure when the Druids show up, I'm pretty sure he, they could have paid Limp Bizkit 50 bucks. They would have showed up, and they would have helped fight off the Druids Fun for fact. Him. Fun fact. I read some information that was re- uh, released after the match. The Druids were actually the members of Limp Bizkit. Oh, my God. John Otto is going to the Matthews Bridge. I was going to say, you didn't notice the one uh, You didn't notice the one Drew with the backwards red New York cap? <laughs> He was easy to miss. I don't blame you for it, but he was there. He was there to break stuff. Yeah, he even he, uh, apparently he tried to give uh, he tried to give the Undertaker a chocolate starfish and some hot dog flavored water, but he didn't want it. He was gonna well, re- he was well, gonna rearrange his face. I mean, they were gonna get paid, but they did it all for the nookie. Come on, my way, my way or the highway. Anyway, significant other together now shut the fuck up i mean people are gonna say that this match was faker than a three dollar bill y'all gotta have faith anyway so the match like i'm already like i'm in i am fucking in oh my god it was just it's here's the thing it's everything you love about wrestling while having nothing to do with wrestling but having everything to do with wrestling, it's, it's, it, it's dare I say, art. It's you know what you know what it's, match it reminds me of, and and it's like the polar opposite of it is that one Vampiro match. Oh, with WCW, the demon. With the demon, and it's Wait, like the polar opposite. Say. It's the polar opposite. This is like how to do that, right? I told Wade through the thing. I was like, dude, dude, sh- this match sure beats the hell out of Vampiro versus the Demon. Yeah. This match was just, I loved how, like, it was very, like, Undertaker just trash talking. It's the most person I, Undertaker has shown in years. Well, Undertaker it's, just straight well, up knows how to talk shit. First off, this is American badass. Yeah. He's like, you are, he grabs a shovel for the space. very, like, unforgiven. <laughs> that movie with Clint Eastwood. Yeah, he grabs, <laughs> he grabs like the shovel where the head's already broken off, and he's like, "You want a shovel? You want the shovel?" <laughs> <laughs> he just he just keeps hitting him with it. Like, oh my god, it's amazing. 
Oh my god, it was so great. And just like, what you wanted, AJ? This is what you want. And the fucking teleported. He fucking teleported. Behind the tractor. Like, like, I thought they were going to have, like, Kane was going to be behind him, or a druid was going to, like, attack AJ, and so then actually teleport him out. I didn't expect fucking teleportation. And then, it became a meme. The teleportation... The teleportation has become a meme now, so the, that's how I kind of... That that match was memed at least twice. That and <laughs> the end. Oh, uh, what else happened? Uh, like, they get on the roof? Oh, oh yeah. Um, so fucking... Where the pyro is? thrown off the fucking roof. Yeah. Carl Anderson takes a fucking two-stone pile driver on the roof, and by the way, never comes off. Yeah. That's and important for the fire. end of the match. Uh, oh, we forgot about, uh, the druids show up, and he just starts saying, I'm gonna fuck y'all up, and he beats the shit out of all the druids. <laughs> well, yeah, he gets surrounded, and he's like, well, if we're gonna do this, let's do this. <laughs> just like, this is like the like, early, like, Chuck Norris movie. Yeah, it's like a it's, Chuck Norris movie, a western, and a gothic movie, all in one. It's perfect. Yeah. And then uh, so yeah so they so they take their shit and then AJ gets choke slammed off the roof onto a crate and then AJ's basically like dead and like Undertaker is like oh you want you know he's like oh yeah I'm gonna bury I'm sorry. The, I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm sorry and Undertaker like he eases up and he's like relax man I ain't gonna bury you come on he's like give him a hug and then as soon as he lets go man he fucking this is Sparta's and right into the fucking hole. Gets behind the John Deere, which apparently AJ didn't realize that the keys were in the ignition, which is how you start a tractor. <laughs> he turns the key, <clears throat> piles the dirt on, and wins the match. Um, oh, we forgot like, about how they, we forgot that like AJ tackles Undertaker into like that wall, and it falls down, and it turns into the set of Jurassic Park. And then he attacks Undertaker, and Undertaker's wearing like he's selling. But he's making these weird old man noises. He's like, Ugh. he's like whimpering. I think that was just yeah. legitimate. Like, off. <laughs> it just. It was. was this was by far the best boneyard match I've ever seen. And Wade, you forgot as we leave. As we leave, okay. So remember, Gallows got thrown off the roof. AJ is in the fucking hole. Carl Anderson never left the fucking roof. So Undertaker, in celebration, he does his little pose. Fire starts shooting from off the every spot on the roof. And in purple neon, it's the Undertaker symbol. So he dries off. Um, Carl Anderson is burnt to a crisp, which means he's going to come back as Kane 2.0. <laughs> and then the I mean, last uh, shot you see before, before, we, before, we, before we cut to Undertaker riding off, is they zoom in on the grave and you just see this hand sticking out of the hole. Great. Like I said, this was fucking art. Five um, stars. Some notes of some information I found out uh, through, uh, through the internet. Um, apparently, it took five days to set that up and took eight hours to shoot. So wow. you know, kudos to them to ever all involved with that. It's a nice shit uh, too. So. Apparently everybody was cool. Like there was no, uh, there were no problems. Um, every every bit of dialogue between AJ, Triple H, Gallows, Anderson, 
all ad lib. There was no script. Triple I didn't know H. Triple H was there. <laughs> what? You said Triple H. Triple H wasn't in it. You said, you it. said it. Did I? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm reading notes and Triple H is, is um, his name is mentioned in the notes. <laughs> well, Triple H was there? Then no. He, he was, no, he was technically there. He had a cameo. He was, he was there. a druid. Um, he played The Undertaker. Apparently, Undertaker was not supposed to bust a window open at all. Oh, it was a total about accident. That. We forgot and about that. Real. We forgot all about that. Where he bust uh, the yeah, fucking. Gary, Gary kept shitting on it because he thought that it was fake. He's like, "Oh, see, it's fake. Look, the effect, the effect's gone." No, they probably just wiped the fucking blood off. Yeah, no, it's also, also probably a different day of shooting. Apparently, we have we have two men to thank for the hand at the end of the match. Hunter Hearst Helmsley, Triple H. And do do do, Michael P.S. Oh, Freebird Hayes. Yes, apparently Michael Hayes and Triple H found a fake hand somewhere while they were over there. We're like, we need to fucking use this in a match. In the match, so the hand that you see sticking out at the end—that is a fake hand that Michael fucking Hayes found, and they put AJ's glove on it. I That's love, why AJ kept the gloves on for the match. I would love to see a behind the scenes of just like all the wrestlers just giggling after doing a shot. Like, if the if they put this out on DVD. Or don't put out a net with with that as like bonus features like behind the scenes of the, these the match or not on the network. They are that is a fucking waste. I would love to have been a fly on the wall. Yes, I can imagine where like Hayes comes out with the the hand. I guarantee you AJ Styles. And I guarantee you that Gallows and Anderson were fucking destroyed. I guarantee well, that they were laughing so hard. I still want to know. I I still am like wondering what Carl Anderson's gonna look like when they come back on television. Like, is Carl Anderson gonna be covered in like burns and shit, yeah, or like he like, down in the body well, cast? It's gonna be like Elias. He's gonna have like a band aid on his arm. He's like, yeah, I got burned pretty good. I'm just waiting for like, uh, you know, that that was that was probably the weirdest talking shop episode I've ever watched. What this match? A guest starring The Undertaker. I mean, shit, they asked him no question. Well, wait, wait, there's actually an episode of No, I'm saying this was technically. Oh, uh, uh, Dude, what if we do get an episode of Talking Shop with The Undertaker? He's like, wow. I would just use clips from what he says in this match. Not even actually have them there. You sorry now? But yeah, night one. I walked into WrestleMania night one thinking, I'm probably not going to watch night two. This is going to be too awkward and weird and stupid. I'm going to hate it. I'm excited for night two. I'm definitely excited for night two, dude. Like like I said, I know how you felt about some of the matches. To me, I don't think there was a bad match on here except for um, the Universal title match. But that being said, the finish of the match made up for the shittiness of it by the fact that someone who I've been wanting to have the belt – for a, for a couple years now, has finally won the belt. They deserve it. They're f- he, Braun Strowman is finally a triple crown champion, y'all. He's a tag team champion. He's an intercontinental champion. And now the universal champion. I couldn't be happier for the guy. Overall, I thought this was, I thought this show was a total win. Yeah. 
if night if, if night two fails, night one I think was strong enough to where people would people probably forget just forget night two. I don't know. Night two looks pretty fucking stacked. It does. I'm just you no. I'm Edge just, and Randy two fails. Edge and Randy are gonna do something crazy. The Firefly Hunt Funhouse after the Boneyard match. I'm like, I have no fucking clue where this is gonna go. Uh, you have Drew Ga- Drew McIntyre and Brock Lesnar. You have Charlotte Rhea Ripley Rhea? versus yeah Rhea versus Charlotte. I'm interested in Alistair Black Charlotte's versus Bobby Lashley. Something. Oh, and the Raw Tag Team Title match, which has the added stipulation for uh, Wade and myself because we're skyping with everybody. If Austin Theory and Angel Garza win the Raw Tag Team Titles, Wade and I are going to pull our wieners out and flash them in front of the little camera and diddle our pennies. Luckily, all the all of it's going to be men. Everyone's going to be a. It's not going to be like a weird, awkward thing for a woman there to see our well, small well, penises. Well, you are um, forgetting about the, the NSA that spy on you. Dude, oh, yeah, Caitlin will be here. Oh, she's if Jody Stewart or might be there. Oh, maybe I shouldn't. Yeah, uh, I'll do it anyway. I mean, honestly, we did for a. We saw it for AEW. Yeah. Plus, I mean, who hasn't seen my balls? Yeah, that's true. But that's night one of WrestleMania. Thirty-six. And it was awesome. Yes. I fucking loved it. It was fucking great. I had such a good time watching it. And I hope you guys enjoyed not only watching the, that show, but I hope you enjoyed listening to this. We'll uh, we'll give you our thoughts on night two. Well, after night two happens. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so we'll get that to you as soon as possible. It may be next week's show. It might be a PS. Who knows? Well, fuck it. Well, we're fuck go- I'm going to say one. fuck it. If they're going to have a part one and part two for WrestleMania this week, we're going to have a part one and part two of the Make and Dish podcast. There you go. Yeah. That's the fucking spirit. So, yeah. So, uh, Wade, thinks about that time to plug it in. Follow us on Twitter, Make and Dish MCP. Follow us on Instagram, Make and Dish Productions. Follow us on Facebook, Facebook.com. Slash Mint Condition Productions. Wait, and I have our band Meteor King. MeteorKing.bandcamp.com is where you can find out all our information. We have links to all of our social media Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Reverb Nation, SoundCloud, all there. You can get digital copies of our music on there. You can also purchase CD copies of our music as well, as well as t shirts, patches, pins. And if you if you send us a, a, a an order for physical media, we will give you a free brand new die cut per pink Meteor King sticker, absolutely free. We're gonna throw that in there. As for shows, follow those the social media because in the times we're living in, especially with the fact that we also have some out of state shows, they're gonna be following their own rules and things like that. Uh, just take a look at what's listed on our Facebook or our Instagram, and Keep an eye on that because, yeah. I mean, anything – something could change between now and when we air the episode. So just as of now, nothing has been canceled aside from the show on April 17th. But as 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 it's been proven, things can change. Joe, what else do we – what else do we got? Oh, well, we've got the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Dish Productions. Go check that out. You find all our videos on there. You got the uh, the various shorts, the Criterion connections, the you know old MCP sound checks, B movie dens on there. Definitely check it out. Uh, you know, subscribe to the channel if you like any of it. 
like and dislike the videos you do and don't like. Leave comments. Share the videos with your friends. Uh, that'll be youtube.com slash Productions. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's going to wrap it up for night one of WrestleMania 36 Retrospective. We'll be back with you for re- uh, part two. And uh, we hope you uh, hope you uh, enjoy yourselves. So I guess, well, now I can say for episode uh, 270.5.1? I'll just do a fucking 270 and 271. Because I think we had an off week recently. Whatever. However we, we, however we decide to do it. We'll see you for the next episode. Definitely want to get your thoughts on that as well. So go, we told you in social media. Tell us your thoughts there. So until next time, everybody, I'm Scott the Bad Savage along with Suede Wade and Joe reminding you, you listening right now, to keep it clean. Keep it sweet. But most importantly, you got to keep it mint, mint and dish. Mint and dish. Oh,